G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. A frightening fact has come to light. Mission Australia's Without a Home First Time Youth Homelessness in the COVID-19 Period Report reveals almost one in 20 young people aged 15 to 19 who responded to Mission Australia's Youth Survey 2021 were homeless for the first time during the pandemic. Mission Australia's CEO Sharon Callister is joining us to find out what it might mean. Sharon, welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much for having me. Sharon, these latest figures are a major uptick from the results of 2017, where it was one in 25 young people. Uh, Now it's moved to one in 20. That's distressing, isn't it? Um, It's distressing, and whether it's 1 in 25 or 1 in 20, the fact that we're talking about a group of people between 15 and 19 years of age being homeless for the first time is absolutely distressing and it's horrifying. So you rightly pointed out during the um, survey that we did during this COVID period, uh, it was 1 in 20 um, youth who were facing homelessness for the first time, and that was Um, A a particular survey that we did during COVID um, and we really did want to determine if COVID was having a big influence or not. So we went back to 2017 and looked at a snapshot of the statistics then. And as you mentioned, it was one in 25. None of those, as I mentioned earlier, are good news for us. And we need to be doing everything that we can to ensure that youth homelessness ends and that youth have a safe place that they can call home and that they can thrive. Well, it might be distressing for you and I to hear these results, all the more distressing for those young people who might be in homelessness or have experienced that for the first time. So what does this report indicate about the impacts actually on the young people, Sharon? Well, the impacts are the multiple impacts. Um, If you look at the risk factors, first of all, and I can help explain the impact. So the key risk factors that the young people told us for them becoming homeless were conflict um, and poor family relationships, um, family and domestic violence, psychological distress, unfair treatment and discrimination, and clearly the negative impacts of COVID. So if you recall yourself that during COVID, when we had those multiple lockdowns and lengthy ones, some more than others around the country, such periods of isolation Uh, People were losing jobs that had previously been secure. People who'd been being educated, um, they lost the opportunity to do that because ultimately if you do not have a safe place that you can call home and feel secure, how can you possibly think about working or or studying? They're the key impacts. And obviously mental health issues have been significant as well and so many other social issues. And if we can actually start to address this, and as we said, Mission Australia is very much trying to shine a light on this, then we can start to actually make some more improvements that are impactful. Yes, we do a lot as it is, but these statistics show us that there is so much more that needs to happen. 
Well, from all of those stress points, the psychological distress, the negative impacts on well-being, the family conflict, uh, the issues around not having a fixed address or living in a refuge, these sorts of things have an impact on a young person. So it's actually nipping this in the bud early. It's fixing the issue of homelessness before young people have to deal with all of this. This is where you're at, isn't it, at Mission Australia, trying to get some solutions to these challenges. You're absolutely correct. If we can prevent homelessness, then that's got to be the best option. And there are many ways that we would call upon the government um, and funders to actually help us in doing that. We could introduce universal screening for uh, at schools to identify youth who are at risk. Uh, there could be resources for specialised staff so that they can provide mental health and other support to help stabilise families. Um, Mission Australia provides a number of those services right across Australia from um, housing and accommodation to counselling, family support, education, all aimed at prevention. But if a young person does find themselves homeless, we need to have services and housing available to actually, that they can find a place to stay. Um, The Albanese government um, have announced that they will um, support a national plan for housing and homelessness. Uh, This is something that we've been advocating for many years and haven't been taken up by the previous government. So we're excited by that, but we obviously need to know that it's well-funded. They've committed to 30,000 social and affordable housing houses um, and properties. We need those to happen and we need that to happen urgently. Um, And in particular for the youth, we need specialist housing youth services as well. Mission Australia has a few of those and I've actually met some of the, the... the young people living in those and how we are just absolutely changing their lives from one of just despair, isolation, to one where they're back in school, they're reconnecting with society and basically we're helping set up to be successful. So if you can help a young person to keep from becoming homeless, you actually improve their opportunities for the rest of their lives. For those who actually do become homeless, they find themselves in that spiral and things go out of control very easily. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right again. And prevention prevents all of those things and it really does help a young person reconnect with society, have a better life, and then that's good for the whole community. And, you know, as Christians, um, we're absolutely always interested in what we can do. So if you don't work for an organisation like Mission Australia, what can you do as a Christian? And we've got some great suggestions for that. First of all, pray. We know that prayer is very powerful and the more that we do, the better it can be. Um, We can also get people from their local churches to volunteer and also a number of the services that Mission Australia provides are government funded, but many are not. So we rely on donors and fundraising and if we can actually have people out there listening and think, yep, actually I could help, I could put my hand in my wallet and provide some financial assistance, that goes directly to helping um, people like the youth who are homeless that we've identified in the survey. The Mission Australia National Youth Survey, this is the biggest youth survey that's done in the nation, isn't it? So uh, when you get those sorts of results, one in 20 experience first-time homelessness during COVID-19. Was that a surprise to you, Sharon? Uh, were you surprised to see the numbers disintegrate so dramatically? Uh, Look, it's not just a surprise, it's an incredible disappointment. And you're right, 
This survey that Mission Australia conducts every year had over 20,000 um, youth between 15 and 19 years respond. Um, this survey happens every year and it give us, gives us insights into what's happening in the lives of young people better than any other instrument in the whole country. Government, other organisations all rely on it. And what it showed us is, you're right, one in 20. Basically, that means that nearly 900 youth who responded told us that they were homeless for the first time during the pandemic period out of the 20,000 who actually responded. In doing the survey and, and having a conversation like we are today, you're shining a light on young people's experiences and those risk factors, including their family conflict and the poor mental health issues and discrimination, all of those sorts of things, how do you then get a focus on intervening and getting preventative action in place? Does this start even within the family? I mean, obviously, families have got some challenges. Exactly. Families do have challenges, but if we can reach out to them and we can provide support services that will actually help them, um, as a family, come to terms with what the issues are and give them solutions for how they can solve it, that ends up preventing potentially a child or a young person becoming homeless. And um, so when I was talking earlier about providing screening programs, um, support programs, once we highlight all of those and their availability of all of those and people can access them, we, then we can see start to see some change. Uh, there's a lot of information on our Mission Australia website on that. Um, but there needs to be more done and we need to ensure that the government can fund some of those big programs right across the country to build awareness of what the risk factors are and what the opportunities are for prevention. And if you don't do something to intervene early, it's the entire education of that child or that young person. It's the employment opportunities. It's their whole future that becomes in jeopardy. What sort of role do you think, Sharon, churches have in all of this? When you talk about screening and looking for solutions, do churches have a role to play as well? The churches can definitely play a role, and I touched on some of those things earlier. But in particular, if the churches want to connect with services, they want to roll up their sleeves and volunteer um, and there are so many homelessness services right across the country where they could do that. That's a, a brilliant opportunity. And they can also lobby their local members to ensure that the National Plan for Housing and Homelessness actually takes off and it's fully comprehensive and that it's funded. There are things like that that they can do as well. Now, coming back to some of these challenges that are there in just getting those solutions in place, uh, youth homelessness is on the increase. So you can't just say, oh, we'll put this off until next year. You've really got to have some people moving right now, haven't you? That's correct. The time to act is now. And it's alarming. And it's easy to talk about 1 in 25 or 1 in 20. But when you put a human face to even one of those people and you see the difficulties and challenges and barriers that they face, it's scary. It's unstabilising. Um, and it makes you think, we can't afford to wait any longer. We need to make this a national priority. Well, for people to connect with you, uh, let me give the website for Mission Australia. It's missionaustralia.com.au. That's missionaustralia.com.au. And Sharon, while I've got you here, the next National Youth Survey, uh, is this a time when young people ought to be connecting with you for that? 
Absolutely. And uh, the, the next survey is actually being conducted as we speak. Um, the previous one that we have been speaking about now was from April 2020 to August 2021. Um, so here we are in August 2022. And um, if you could encourage any youth or any 15 to 19 year olds that would want to respond to this survey now, the survey period is still open. And again, details can be found on our website. And as we've heard before, there's not too many ways that young people have a voice. And so participating in the National Youth Survey run by Mission Australia is a good opportunity for those 15 to 19 year olds. So Mission Australia CEO Sharon Callister, thanks so much for sharing these thoughts and this update with us today on 2020. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.